always green around the other side. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. So glad you're with us here on WSB on a Saturday morning. Welcome to the show. Hour number three of Green and Growing. I took over back on February 1st. Took over the lawn and garden show from Walter Reeves. But hey, you still see or hear him here. You don't see him. I see him sometimes, not recently with the coronavirus. But you hear him here every Saturday at 630, every Saturday morning. We do a segment, Walter Wonders. And today we talked about cicadas and the pleasant sounds they make, the sounds of summer, that along with crickets and frogs but the cicada killer wasp. So there's a really cool video of watching those those two in action, uh, just one of nature's predators, on the Facebook page for Green and Growing. So just search Green and Growing WSB. You'll be able to find that. And also in the hopper, on demand, on WSBradio.com, hour two, celebrity gardener Mark Richt. He knew a thing or two about gardening. I was pleasantly surprised. And I had uh, Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins on, I think back in May, and he didn't know much about gardening. Coach Rick didn't know a whole lot, but I think Coach Rick won out. And like he said, he knew Vince Dooley, so he's he's definitely got a garden in there. 404-872-0750 is the number. And I want you to be part of the show. And then guess what? When you make it, your call makes it on the air. You can go back and listen to yourself on the Internet and share it and be like, hey, I was on the radio this morning. I do that every day. 404-872-0750. Hey, Pat incoming. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you, Ashley? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, my question is about daylilies. Mm-hmm. You know, they they stopped blooming two or three weeks ago, and now they're looking all ragged and tattered and brown and a little green. Can I cut those back, or do I need to leave them and let them all die down, or what? I would just cut back the part that's spent like the foliage that may be brown or the long, tall stems, you know, where you don't have any buds anymore. But leave the green leaves on there because that feeds energy back to the bulb. Well, that's a lot of picking out. <laughs> I know, I know. Mine are all, all the blades are brown at the bottom. And, of course, that's the part you see that's overlapping the driveway and the walk, and it just looks so ugly. But they just pull out really easy if you just get a handful of the of the dead leaves. But um, every five years, you know, it's recommended that we divide them. Have you ever done that too? No, it's been nine years since I put them out because I moved here nine years ago. So they're so beautiful when they bloom. They're bigger than almost as big as a dinner plate. The blooms are. Wow. And they're red. And I I hate to even touch them because I don't want them to die. (laughs) Yeah, no, then leave well enough alone. Absolutely. But but if anybody does need to divide them, I mean, I've got to do do irises for sure. But daylilies, that's a job for late summer. Once everything's definitely finished blooming, dig up the entire plant, just place it on a tarp or in the driveway or something. And you've got to have those really sharp shears to be able to cut apart the clumps. And then just use... So you can just cut the, the tubular things. It won't kill them. No, no, it won't. And then uh, use scissors to trim back the foliage at that point, you know, before you replant them. But yeah, for now, I know it's unsightly, but but they do need the energy that's coming from the greenery. So I'd leave that. But amazing. I love that you've had them nine years and they're still going strong. They're such a good perennial. Right. My gosh, it's set it and forget it, isn't it? 
I know everybody wants some of them, but you know, I just can't give them because I'm afraid I'll kill them. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, there is some good advice online, just very easy to divide them. It's just all about doing it at the right time and not stressing them out. So late summer, once you know they're finished and you're not interrupting any cycles or anything. So maybe give it a try to one and see how it works. You may be surprised how resilient they are. Well, thank you. Uh, I have one other question. Sure. Can Can you handle Yeah. Uh, zinnias. When can you take the seed pods to save them to plant next year? Gosh, I did that about three years ago, and I haven't done it since. I kind of want to think about now, or maybe it was a little later, like maybe more. Well, they're brown. They're brown now. All the petals have fallen off, and the seed pods that were are still there, but they're brown. Yeah. So I can go ahead and cut those off now and yeah, go let ahead them dry? And, yeah, go ahead and do that. And what I did with them, um, I laid them out on the counter for maybe a day or so, but I had cats back then, and I was afraid the cats were going to bat them all over the place. But I just put them in an envelope and clipped the envelope once they were dried out completely uh, clipped the envelope to the side of the fridge and just labeled it and remembered that I had them and man I I had a killer crop the next year as well so those take to seed really really well I know I had a, a couple of baggies full that my daughter had given me and I just I didn't know what they looked like I just took them out there and strode them yeah that came up beautiful. Oh, I mean, zinnias are gorgeous. I what, tall was it all so the different varieties too? Because you know you've the got the seeds for the small variety. ones, okay. right? So there's some of them are so shaggy looking, and then others are just plain little flowers, you know. But yeah. they're they're all different kinds in there. So, well, I appreciate it, Ashley. Yeah, so good Enjoy to hear your from show. you, Pat. Thank you very much. Keep in touch for sure. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Up next is Rita calling from Sonoy. Hey, good morning, Rita. Good morning. Hey, so you've got a question about moss. You want to keep it or get rid of it? I want to get rid of it. It <laughs> is everywhere. Right. It's even on, it's growing up the trees. Wow, so you've got a lot of shade, I can already tell, don't you? Yes. All right, so there are chemical controls, but we actually want to make the environment a little less inviting before we just run to the big box store or the nursery and get a chemical. So, Rita, a little bit, I would take an observation of the area. I mean, how much, like, on the ground would you say? Is it a maybe something as large as 10 by 10 spot or just around the trees? Where are you seeing it? I'm seeing it on the ground and going up the trees in the, uh, uh, not flowers, uh, Mondo grass. I've got a good bit of it planted, and it's growing in it and smothering it out. Wow. Okay, well, here's the thing. Your moss is really happy because it's getting shade. It's getting clay soil, so it really likes that tighter, compacted soil, and it's staying wet. It's getting a lot of moisture. Because of all that shade, it never dries out, so it's just thriving. And those are the conditions that you want to get rid of because it just loves all of that. So I know that's really hard. If you've got a lot of trees, I'm telling you, you've got shade. It's like, well, how do I not have shade? Getting trees cut down and limbed up is, I know, expensive. But that's one of the things you've got to do. Um, when you go the chemical route, you don't want to use something with glyphosate, you know, because that's going to affect the grass and the mondo grass and everything around it. Iron, something with iron in it, that sets moss back a little bit. But it's just uh -huh. short term. It's short term. The moss is always going to continue to thrive as long as it has those three things, the shade, the compacted soil, and a lot of moisture. So um, you either kind of learn to live with it or shovel it up as like a piece of sod and give it away or toss it away. But maybe aerate that, uh, that part of the yard, you know, when, when yeah. the time comes and try to break up that compacted soil a little bit since you don't have as much control over the shade 
and then you know one will come in place with the other once you take care of the soil then you can start looking at the moisture it retains as well and then removing some of the shade will help with the with the moisture so it's kind of a process Rita but if you use a product something with iron kind of let me know how it works out but you may be spitting in the wind with that Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, good to hear from you. Thank you so much. And I'm so sorry because, I mean, there's there's the school of thoughts, too, that are like, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to love it. And I know it's disappointing, too, when it just starts getting everywhere you don't want it. 404-872-0750. Another Pat. Pat calling in from Douglasville. Hey, welcome to Green and Growing. Good morning, Ashley. Hey. I have a native azalea that I have had for quite a while matter of fact i have three of them and the the two of them have no problems whatsoever the third one i took out from the grouping and planted about five years ago in a different location and it's been doing fine struggling a little bit but doing fine this year it bloomed uh beautiful pink and I I can't say it was overnight, but it was very, uh, didn't take very long for all the leaves to brown. I mean, from top to bottom. And it's like it's been um, sprayed, you know. It's like there's a drift or something. But I am completely surrounded by woods. I mean, and there is not another thing in my backyard that has any sign of having um, chemical herbicide damage. Yeah, from what I've read, a lot of times, I mean, that can travel almost 100 yards, um, but you would be seeing it on other things likely, too, if it were drift. So how far apart is this one from the other two that are thriving? Oh, heaven. Uh, quite a way, okay. quite a way. The deer were were eating this poor little tree, so I took it from the other grouping, and, and uh, you know, uh, they. I just looked at them. They have absolutely no sign that this one has. Wow. The leaves are sticky, and the, I came back from a short trip in June and noticed that Japanese beetles um, had attacked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like I it's had know. a lot of environmental stresses if it's had some beetles and it had some deer munching on it at one point. So when I saw your call, Pat, I, I kind of went two different directions with that. I was thinking about root rot. Phytophthora is root rot, and that is a fungus that inhabits all soils, and there's really not much that can be done about it. That kind of became a contender in my mind when you said you moved it away from the other ones because the soil is going to be different in that area. There are a lot of azaleas, some of the most popular ones that are resistant to root rot, but that's not to say that one couldn't get one. And it does. I mean, the leaves roll, they wilt, the limbs die back. I mean, it's kind of a quick process. And once you see it, other than pruning out the diseased limbs, it's hard to catch up to it and it's probably going to be a goner. Or when you said you also saw the presence of beetles, one of one of the things in my mind, azalea lace bug, that's something we deal with all summer long, azalea lace bug, and that can lead to a slow decline as well because they're sucking the the sap and the, the life out of the leaves to where you see stippling, like the leaves are green but with, you know, dotted white, and then the leaves become yellow, and then ultimately they're going to die and become brown. 
Um, so the lace bug, I would look under the leaves very, very carefully. Look under the leaves. The life cycle of these things just goes all summer long. Look for the adult bugs, the nymphs, and you'll see traces of them having been there because they leave their, their excrement behind on the backsides of the leaves too. That you can apply an insecticide, but it's got to be religious and do it with the label directions because you've got to get them at all life cycles, you know, all the stages of their lives because they're just continuing to to produce and reproduce and all of that throughout the summer. So one of those two things, Pat, so I would really kind of investigate the soil, how things are doing in the soil nearby for it to maybe be the fungus of root rot, Phytophthora, or the undersides of the leaves, Azalea lace bug. And I mean, a long shot too, that maybe it is just stressed because of beetles, because of deer, because of everything else. Keep it watered though. Keep it watered consistently. Try to help it out a little bit. Thank you so much for the call. We'll talk to Donna and Decatur and Dee in Loganville in just a moment. We got to take a break here on 95.5 WSB. Wow, I feel like we've covered a lot, and I did this show with a headache, but maybe that's when I think my best, when I'm my sharpest, is when my head is throbbing. But we've covered a lot, so I definitely want you to go back and listen to the show all three hours on WSBRadio.com, click On Demand, and Jason puts all three hours up there commercial-free, by the way. Uh, I think you may have to listen to one commercial in the beginning to get it started, but uh, we covered the seeds from China, we talked about cicadas, we talked about Asian murder hornets, Uh, Coach Richt. Coach Mark Richt talked about Chia Pets. That was actually really fun. So all of that can be found on Google Play and on Spotify and on WSBRadio.com under On Demand. So uh, the weather forecast brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, high of around 90. It's already hovering around 78 degrees in Midtown Atlanta. Only a 20% chance for showers, says Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz. And tomorrow, much the same. High of around 89, 90, somewhere in there. Sun early in the day and a chance for isolated showers as the day moves on, which I hope that's not the case because I kind of wanted to spend tomorrow at the pool. Uh, D in Loganville, I do want to take your call. I don't think I'm going to have enough time here. So if you hold over for about 12 minutes, D in Loganville asking about lichens, which I'm so Happy she is because Walter and I are going to have an extensive conversation next Saturday about lichens. And there's a lot to learn and a lot to like about lichens. I learned that from Walter uh, because we just talked to Rita about moss. So kind of somewhat in the same family. You think about them kind of the same way, but different. Uh, And then Donna in Decatur, a shaded area, what to plant there. So I do have some recommendations, not as many as, as Walter, but I do have a place where you could find some more things that I may not throw out at you. Whenever folks call in and ask for recommendations of plants or, you know, types of bird seed to be using in the bird feeders or things like that, I love the old-fashioned, you know, y'all are sitting at the table or maybe on the back porch or in the yard having a cup of coffee, and I love the example of just being able to tell you, grab a pen and paper, so old-fashioned, just grab a pen and paper, and we're going to list off some things for you. And if you ever miss anything on the show, like a couple weeks ago, we had a guy who came up with a great home remedy uh, as as an herbicide, just using like stuff safe from uh, under the kitchen sink, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I wanted his recipe. Uh, You can hit me up on the Facebook page on Green and Growing WSB. I get messages all the time from folks. I'm happy to share parts of the show with you or just remind you of things you may have heard. So like the page, Green and Growing WSB on Facebook. We'll be back. We're going to check news, weather, and traffic, and more of your calls here on Green and Growing plus Pike Nursery coming up.
Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Last half hour to go. It's been a long week here at WSB. It's had its ups and downs for sure. Uh, we just completed the 20th annual Carathon, 20 years of providing some of the best life-saving research and support to the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and very proud that we raised, along with you, you did it, one, almost $1.5 million straight into the pockets of Children's Healthcare of Atlanta that provides for research, clinical trials, lab work, support staff. You think about not nurses and doctors so much, but pharmacists, child life specialists, all the occupational therapists and things that have to go along with the families and stay with patients and things like that. Those people's salaries are paid for by you and your donations for the Carathon. So Thank you very, very much for all of the support and the great work that you all do. You care so much about this community, as do we here at WSB. That's why all our hosts come together for those 37 hours. And it's not work. It's, it's fun for us, and it's something that we love. And also um, got punched in the, in the gut on Thursday morning as we were starting the Carathon with the passing of Herman Cain. That's still difficult for me to talk about. Um, but we are having a tribute show for Mr. Herman Cain on Monday from 10 to noon, and we're going to be airing it to all of our Cox Media Group affiliates in Tulsa and Dayton, a couple of stations in Florida, and in Athens, because they all, as, along with WSB, carried his show, his uh, national network show that Shaney B. and I worked alongside him, and Jared Yamamoto worked a couple of years. Um, that show was 2012 to 2018, and we had a blast. Uh, so, we're all mourning together along with you the, the passing of Herman and we're putting together that show. What we would like to ask for from you, and you're wondering what you can do, how you can support all of this, uh, use the open mic feature on the WSB radio app. When you download our app, the open mic feature allows you to record a message for the station. And we want you to leave stories or memories or what you'll miss the most about Herman. Um, and he was involved in the Carathon for so many years when we we're able to broadcast at the hospital, which we weren't able to do this year. All of our hosts were broadcasting from home. Um, but Herman in the hospital with those kids, I mean, his laugh and just how good he was with all of the children. He really was a delight for the nurses and the staff and the doctors to get to see there at the hospital. So thank you for all of that. And so many of you also may not have otherwise made donations to the Carathon, but Children's Healthcare of Atlanta was keeping us up to date for those two days and they were overwhelmed by the donations that were made in honor of Herman. So I want to be clear to his family that, that that happened. That made us feel so good and so happy. So he was still a part of our 20th annual Carathon for sure. But I uh, hope you'll join us Monday as we remember Herman Cain from 10 to noon right here after Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. So uh, without further ado, this is the time of day that we talk to Pike Nursery and always want to share some exciting new product with you or one of the most eye-catching things in the store. There's always something there at pikenursery.com. You end up going for one plant and you leave with four. Maybe you leave with a grill accessory or some birding items or something like that. So I've got Charles Lampkin from Pike Nursery along with me today. Good morning, Charles. Welcome to the show. 
Well, good morning, Ashley. That's going to be a tough act to follow. I thought about that before I got into it, and I was like, ah, apologies to Charles. I should have, I should have given you a, a heads up on that. But um, yeah, yeah. So you know, thanks for being part of the community and for and for being on the show with us too, Charles. Uh, y'all all mean so much, and Pike Nursery has meant so much to the show here for so many years as well, carrying over from the Lawn and Garden Show. So tell me about your location. You're the manager out at the Marietta store. I I am. I'm. Uh... Uh, the uh, manager at the Marietta store. I've been there for a little over a year now. I've been in town. I've been all over the place with Pikes over the past nine years. Um, And we're we're wrapping up a terrific summer. Um, All our stores are still open. We've actually opened up our online portal over the past few weeks, too, and we're one of the test stores for that. So my location, West Cobb location, I believe our Holcomb Bridge location. We're all trying to do online services for those who are still at home and can't get out. Uh, So we are we are one of those and we are helping however we can. Yeah. So many ways you can interact with Pike Nursery. If you're still one of the ones that don't want to go into the store, the online portal saved you guys for those tough months of April and May where you did have to close the stores, but you're able to fulfill those orders. Um, And talk about your location, too. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when we all did the employee training and all of that, your store was was the location for that for those two days, wasn't it? It was. We we host our, it was the first year that we post our annual Learn to Grow event for for Pike and um, brings all of our staff, all these stores from the Atlanta market, from even our Charlotte market together for two days of training and exercises with all of our vendors, all of our regionals and presidents from the company. We all gather around and and it was exciting. It was a lot of work, but we, we got it done for the better of our company. Y'all did a great job. You hosted a wonderful event. It was beautiful, and you've got the farm in the back, which was so cool for me to walk through and really see where a lot of these plants come from and how they're cultivated. I took so many great pictures, amazing things. Y'all have the room to do there in Marietta. So you've got a little bit of room for some new inventory, <laughs> and it's really exciting that just this week y'all got a new variety of gardenia, and it sounds amazing. I'm really excited about this gardenia. It's from the Southern Living Plant Collection, so we know it's going to be a winner here in mm-hmm. our in our territory. It's hardy. It's very cold hardy, down to 0 to 10 degrees. Wow. And it's called the Diamond Spire Gardenia. Um and what I like most about it is this going to be a columnar uh, type gardenia. And there's no other other gardenias like that. Going to get that three to four foot height, which most gardenias are going to have, but it's only going to get two feet wide. And so it's great for areas where you don't have a lot of room, or you need some you need some more you know vertical height features. It's also a double bloomer too. You're going to get blooms through summer into the fall. Um, it's a single bloom, so it's like a daisy gardenia bloom. It's not the big double blooms like the Jubilation or August Beauty, but it is a very fragrant flower, rebloomer, and that compact vertical height is just something that we've never seen before in gardenia. I mean, that really opens up the possibility of where folks can, can plant this now because, you know, we, we know that gardenias really like that full sun or partial shade. But, I mean, you're talking going up maybe a skinny walk. You know, a lot of people's walkway has a, sh- a very uh, shallow bed between the front of the house and the actual walk, you know, where you usually plant just hedges or something like that. But, I mean, this would grow great there. There's so many spots that this would fill in really nicely growing as a as a column as you say and that's that's probably one of the most unique features about this plant i'm i'm thinking it more in 
more of what you said and, and, and small walkways, but also in containers as well. Um, and you can have a, a wonderful display of plants under it. It's not going to get wide. It's not going to overtake that area. So yeah, the possibilities are great. We don't have to worry about, you know, winners. Um, we're, we got a, a very strong uh, hardy gardenia that's going to give us months of enjoyment uh, instead of just one, one um, bloom season a year. So Diamond Spire Gardenia, even a beautiful name. Thank you, Southern Living, for always coming up with such wonderful, spectacular names for these plants. Now, Charles, give me a little bit of uh, a heads up if I want to go to the nursery, pick up a couple of these. Best practices, getting that soil ready. What do I need to plant a gardenia and have it do well? Well, what I suggest for, for gardenias and really for any plant is this, that hole needs to be dug out wide. Wherever it's being planted, dig, dig it out twice the size of the root ball. Um, and, and gardenias are in a family of acidic-loving plants, and they, they enjoy acidic acidic soils. Um, so we do have a, a bag of azalea camellia soil. That would be wonderful to plant with the uh, gardenias, and it's just a smidge or just a little bit of a starter fertilizer is going uh, to be great. Um, the Docker Earth series is wonderful, and the Espoma line is great as well, but uh, starter fertilizer to help colonize those roots a little bit quicker. And that's very important this time of the year due to our heat we're having. Um, so that'll help. That'll help with watering. It'll help get the roots established a little quicker and to stay on top of watering. Please, uh, let's let's try to water. Unfortunately, it's going to be watering about every day yeah. um, for about the next two months, leading us <laughs> into fall. <laughs> Hopefully, and when we get into fall, you know, we can cut back on the watering. But it is going to be hot. And now, if we're planting these gardenias now, when can we expect to enjoy the blooms? Um, they're they're in bloom. They're budded right now. Um, so you should get you should get at least get another bloom cycle out of these plants. Um, for some reason, if they've come in, if they've bloomed out already, um, or if when or if when you plant them, they just decide not to bloom this season, uh, you should definitely be looking at blooms in late April, early May for your first set of of. Uh, Blooms. So exciting. And as you mentioned, the pike, camellia, azalea, and gardenia mix, oh my gosh, that is just, I mean, as it has in the name, it's so useful. Utilize it for so many different things. Every gardener needs to have that on hand. Charles, I'm going to ask a favor of you. So I've got to call Donna Indicator, who's got a question of recommendations maybe for uh, plants in a shaded area. Do you want to stay on the air with me? And together we can use our minds to give her a great comprehensive list of plants. Yeah, I would would love that. All right. So if we can do that, Jason, I'd love to keep Charles on the air. And I'm going to go to Donna Indicator because I love her question and want to give her a good recommendation. So Donna, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Hi, thank you. I love your show. Thank you. And you are getting even just a little bit extra here with Charles from Pike Nursery. We're going to answer your question together. What do you have for us? Well, it's actually sort of a two-part question. One, um, I have a very shaded yard. I have humongous oak, uh, water oak trees, I guess they are. And then I have below that, near the driveway, I have a, a very pretty Japanese maple. But between the two, the area under the uh, canopy of the Japanese maple um, doesn't get a lot of sun. And so I have sort of this ground cover weed growing. I don't know the name of it. It's like a flat leaf uh, weed. And so my two-part question is this. One, I'm curious how to prepare 
uh, I might, I've been thinking maybe of a pine island there, but how do I prepare to put either a pine island down or, you know, to get rid of the weeds and then maybe plant something like hostas or something that would tolerate shade or a grass that would tolerate shade even. All right. I've got a couple of ideas, but I'm going to let the expert talk first. So, Charles, what do you think? Yes, ma'am. Um, well, good morning. Um, for, for ornamental grasses, and we can bring in different textures and colors into the area. And I'm glad you called about shade gardening. It's it's one of my favorite things to do, oh. um, but a chorus and um, the golden a chorus would would be an excellent feature. Is your Japanese maple a red leaf or is it a green leaf? Red, red. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. gold is really, really going to pop mm-hmm. with those with that red foliage. And, How do you spell a chorus? A C O R U S. Okay. Um, and I think I think just the the blades of the grass will be a nice texture along with the, your Japanese maple and the colors are going to be fantastic. Perfect. Um, and then for another complement with those, um, you could do you could do a ring of a chorus. You could make a nice ring around the Japanese maple and then have your pine straw in the middle. That'd be fine. You could mix complementary plants with it as well, like uh, heuchera. You'd mentioned hostas; those would work well as well too. Hellebores, but I mean, I always go to those when I think of hostas as well, but you only really enjoy the flowers, you know, late winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Charles, man, you, you nailed it. You were the star of the show. Thank you for that. That was a great recommendation for Donna. Donna, thank you for the call. And, Charles, I'm excited about these gardenias. So, I want folks I to know more. Too. How do they find <laughs> your stores? You can find our stores on our website at pikenursery.com. Um, again, we're still open, so please come on in. And, uh, yeah, come come over to Marietta and come find me exclusively. Are you so. working this morning? I'm not. Oh, okay. So we'll have to wait till Monday to see you. Okay, okay. Well, good. Well, Charles, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and we'll welcome you yeah. back to Green and Growing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, All right. Ashley. Have a great weekend. You too. More information at pikenursery.com to see about the Diamond Spire or any other of the plants in stock and a lifetime guarantee on trees and shrubs from Pike Nursery. So it is foolproof, guys. You definitely want to pick some of those up. Coming up on 8.50 here on 95.5 WSB, we got to step out and then some final thoughts on green and growing. About two and a half minutes left of Green and Growing. If you missed any of the show or even Walter Wonders that airs at 6.30, we had a good conversation about cicadas and cicada killer wasps. You never know what we're going to have long conversations about, but that happened to be it this Saturday. Go back to wsbradio.com slash on demand, and you can find Green and Growing there. Listen to all three hours, or you'll find the show on um, Spotify and Google Play, and there's a picture of me holding an orchid, which I have still not killed. I mean, I have kept that thing alive for a year, and it bloomed. It hasn't rebloomed yet, um, but yeah, that that orchid was really mine. I brought it into work for picture day, and everybody made fun of me, and they said, "Oh yeah, you're you're the new garden host. You carry plants around now." So uh, yeah, that's how you'll find green and growing, and you can listen back to the show at your leisure. So a weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing today. High around 90 degrees, just a 20 percent chance for showers. Already getting up to 80 degrees now around Metro Atlanta. And uh, Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz says much the same tomorrow. 
Highs around 90 degrees. Sun early in the day, a chance for an isolated storm that increases as the day goes on. So we had a good call, um, and she had to go, about lichens. And I wanted to use a big word. A lichen does not hurt the trees that it's growing on. It's an epiphyte. Go look up epiphyte. That's a really fun word, and I was going to get into this whole big long spiel about lichens but I don't have time but next Saturday that is exactly what Walter and I are going to talk to you about together are lichens or is lichens I'm not really sure uh, but I hope you'll be around and also a segment about house plants so all of that and more on green and growing next Saturday and hydrangeas and Japanese maples oh my gosh I have next Saturday's show planned out a little bit better than this one. But this one was full of good content and great questions and calls from you. Thank you so much. If you call 404-872-0750, now you're going to talk to Dave Baker and the Home Fix It show that comes on from 9 to noon today. And I hope you'll join us with Atlanta's Morning News. Uh, Judd Hickenbotham guest hosting in for Scott Slade this coming week, Monday morning from 4.30 to 9. And of course, as I mentioned, a life well lived, a full life, a tribute to our beloved colleague, Herman Kane, my boss. I'm always going to call him my boss on Monday from 10 to noon. And we want your involvement in that show. Leave us a message about Herman, a funny memory about Herman using the open mic feature on the WSB radio app. I'll talk to you guys Monday. Have a safe weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.